Welcome to this week's edition of Hockey Unfiltered, the podcast. This is episode 60. This is Ken's champagne episode. My age, too. <laughs> You're, well, that's the champagne. But Okay, listen. We're going to be talking about the New York Islanders. We're going to be talking about the Western Conference playoff race. And we are going to be talking about a few other dribs and drabs around the NHL. Check us out on Twitter at HockeyNoFilter, at Ken underscore Campbell 27, of course, at underscore Dylan Waugh. I'm the sidekick. I'm Barney Rubble to Ken's Red Flintstone. I almost forgot the sidekick reference, and that came right to my well top done. Of my head. Well done. Yeah, my feet are sore from pounding the pavement with when when I drove here because I'm Fred Flintstone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> I hey, just... you forgot to you forgot to sell uh, the uh, increasingly popular segment known as Story, Story time, time with Ken. With Ken, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I just want whatever those ribs are. That Fred ate in the opening credits. Yeah, the Flintstones was surprisingly progressive. It was awesome. I like, loved it. I used to say that was like a ritual for me, in in public. Well, not not public school because I went to Catholic school, but I'd come home for lunch. My mom would have soup and a sandwich ready for me, and the Flintstones would be on. I watched the Flintstones. Hike back to school. Dad would come home and beat you with a belt. No, Dad was busy working in ah, the yes. in the uh, in the mines. In the mines in Sudbury, there was a plot arc in the Flintstones where Barney and his wife couldn't conceive, and then they adopted Bam Bam. Right, a show dealing with conception issues. <laughs> a cartoon, yeah. A cartoon deal is is very. And then and then adoption and then but how then adoption. Fred, is- but then but then Fred came and said, "Hey, hey, Barney, you're not a man. Don't you remember that? <laughs> I don't remember uh, that. Your man. boys can't swim, Barney. Yeah, yeah. But you know what though? <laughs> Fred's a bit of a caveman. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> you know, you know, Ken. Before we get started, I was starting to feel like it was getting warmer these days, and then today was cold, and that confuses me. That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but did you notice how it's how it's staying light later in the day? Did you I notice haven't noticed that? that? But I'm going to keep my eye out. Yeah, for it yeah. In well, future. it's it's really like it's I wild to believe it. It's wild. Oh, it's crazy. <laughs> you notice how it's almost playoffs, baby? Yes, and we're going to be talking about some of that stuff too in in several at several levels of the game. At several levels of the game. Yep. Correct. Do you want to start off with the OHL level or the NHL? No, no, level? no, NHL level. Okay, you want to start off in the East or the West? I don't care. Just whatever. New York Islanders. Let's do West. <laughs> that's that's pretty funny. That would be like my, what my wife would say. Do you want this or this? Do you I want where that? Do you, no, do you know I, where you I want to like eat? It. Yeah. Do you know where you want to eat? No, I'll go anywhere. How's Johnny Baker's? Nah. No. Nope. I don't feel for Johnny Baker's. So not anywhere then, eh? Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Okay. So, okay. So not even a kind of... fine, classy <laughs> joint like that. You want to talk about the West? Seriously? No, 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 no. I was just throwing that in there to be a... A heel. Bit of a dick. Yeah. Yeah. You've been known to, to do that from time and again. Yep. New York Islanders. They seem like they're in. Yep. It, like... Yeah, they, they, they would really, really have to... Go for a dump for them not to be. There's six points up on the Florida Panthers and with one extra game played. Right. And the same Florida Panthers team that 
had been on a bit of a heater itself and looked like they were going to look like they were going to make the playoffs and then they lose four in a row two yeah. of two of which were to Philadelphia and Ottawa like you can't do that you yeah. can't you can't do that you know yeah your, your goalie has to stop one which he hasn't yeah and um yeah like somebody other than Matthew Kachuk has to be good yeah yeah i mean you're 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 entirely correct. I the thing that I like, just keep on thinking I, I about it be, with Paul Maurice be, is that he went from Connor Hellebuck to Sergei Bobrovsky. Yeah, and it's like, well, that was the best you could do with Connor Hellebuck, eh? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let's see what happens with Sergei Bobrovsky. Right. Yeah. Right. I um, I I would be really, really, I would be really chuffed right now if I were a Florida Panthers fan. Do tell. Oh, I just this team has just. I mean this this is this is ridiculous. You know? Yeah. I mean Aaron Eckblad is minus a hundred. <laughs> like right? you know what I mean? And I know it's not the be all and tell all stat, but like But when it's like that, where's Sam Reinhardt extreme. been? Where's Sam Reinhardt yeah. been this year? Yeah. Where's that guy been this year? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think that like more than anything, you've gotta be thinking to yourself. What the hell was so bad about Andrew Burnett? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, you, you yeah. just got to be thinking to yourself, like, what what was so awful about this guy? Like, like, like did, did Bill Zito see him kicking a puppy one day and just think, well, maybe that's not the coach for my team? Like, what you know what I'm saying? Like, you are largely I, I, the, the same roster as the President's Trophy winning team of last year. Well, you know, okay. Second so, round and, sweep. And so I'll go, I'll, go, I'll go to the team on the, other side of the, of, on the other side of Florida. Right. And talk about them. Yeah. Uh, the year they won the President's, uh, the President's Trophy and... Um, Got swept and, in the first round. And, and um, set all kinds of, like they set all kinds of records. They got swept in the first round. Yeah. Well, John Cooper got an extension. Yeah, he didn't get fired. Yeah. Um. He, oh, but I, I. I mean, I. I. I will say he did get the extension before the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I. I assume it would have been the same after the playoffs, but they. They rolled it back. They stuck with it. Yeah. You know, after getting just spanked in in four straight games, and yeah. then look what they did. Yeah. You know. Exactly. Exactly. I. You know. That's. The, the question is, I think that John Cooper's brand of hockey has always been uh, a brand that is playoff successful. Hard-nosed, right? Hard-nosed well having that. He's just like, he might be the perfect coach. Like, I hate to admit it because he coaches also what might be the perfect team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's kind of hard to, you know what I mean? But allowing his stars to be stars while also being hard-nosed, is, is a, it's a tightrope walk. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's very possible that they felt that John Cooper's style was successful in the playoffs and a blip is a blip, whereas they felt that Andrew Burnett's style, they struggled in the first round and got swept in the second. Well, they beat, they beat Washington in six games. I mean, that's a team that, Washington was, a, we were predicting sweep on the hockey yeah, and yeah. podcast. Yeah, but, yeah, but I mean, you get by it, right? You just, you just... Yeah, you won. You won the series. Lots of times you struggle in the first round and then you take off. They didn't, but you mm-hmm. know, I mean, to me, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it's a question of you. You you said it like in Tampa, it was like 
this is not what we are. Mm-hmm. And, and we do have to make some changes, and they did. Um, but this is not what we are, and and this was this was an anomaly. Mm-hmm. We were the best team in the NHL for eight, six months, and they were better than us for a week. And yeah. so you put that in perspective, and you keep the guy. And and in Florida, it was it was different. I don't know. I yeah. mean, Bill Zito is a doer. Yeah, and he's a he's a he's a cowboy. Yeah, you know he's he's not afraid to swing for the fences. He's done it. 15 times since he took took that team over mm-hmm. but at some point i think you have to say to yourself um you know are, are we making change for change sake here and that might have been one of those situations anyways we're not even talking about i was florida. just about to say it's really funny how we just went on the florida panthers yeah. but i did yeah technically when i texted you uh and i some topic ideas i did say should we do one more so, right there, you go. I think the Florida Panthers just yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. you know, nature abhors a vacuum. Yeah, right? I'm not. I'm not super stoked about Pittsburgh still, still hanging on to this thing here. You should be because you predicted Pittsburgh Islanders. I know to be but, the two, and I I predicted Pittsburgh Buffalo to be the two. Okay. So I mean, yeah, you know, Pittsburgh is the one thing making us both look smart. Right right now okay because i think they were out when we predicted it but um tell me why you're not stoked about pittsburgh hanging in well they're the only team in the playoffs that are that are currently in a playoff spot that has a negative goals differential um yeah i I don't know if you saw the game last night any of the game last night against against detroit but the way they started that game the first period it it was inexcusable like it was just that's not a team that like they don't scare me like that. I, I think that's the thing hmm. It's like, even though like if they went into the playoffs right now against Boston, I'd be like five, maybe. Yeah. You know, like even with Sidney Crosby and of Jenny Malkin in the lineup, I, I don't I like the, Pittsburgh just would not scare me. Yeah. You know, and this is not on those guys. I think this roster, they would have had trouble in their prime getting this roster into yeah. the playoffs. It's not you that. You argue that they're in their prime. I mean, <laughs> it, it, no, I, I'm... Well, Sidney Crosby's definitely having a renaissance. That's what, I I'm, mean, he's that's one what of, I'm saying. He's back to being one of the best players in the world. And if you looked at all of his stats today and said, yeah, this was his 27-year-old season, would you be... Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. You, you'd, yeah. you'd think, oh, yeah, okay, that's, he's having a great year, and he's, yep. his, and he's 27 yep. years old. Yep. So, I, 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 obviously, I know what regression numbers look like, but... You could argue that these are his; these are prime Sidney Crosby numbers, and if Getty Malkin's not far behind, no, 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 it's not on them. No, it's not on them. This is a slow, not great supporting cast. That, like I said, even if those guys had been in their prime, I'm not sure they would have been able to drag these guys into the fight. You know? Yeah. Um, so, anyways, the Islanders. The Islanders. Wow. Um, Basically, the, the question I wanted to ask was, so does Lou look like a genius for bringing in Bo Horvat at a time where it looked like they weren't making the playoffs? No, he looks like a genius for trading for Pierre Engvall. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I guess I had it completely wrong. Let me, let me rephrase this question. Does Lou look like a genius for trading for Pierre Engvall? <laughs> There, I fixed it. There, I fixed it. You fixed it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, you know what? Whatever. I mean, we can make I mean, it. We can just say, does Lou look like a genius? I don't know if he looks like a genius, but um, 
We were both look. You gotta you gotta take the slice of humble pie when life offers you the slice of humble pie, and we were both ripping on Lou. Yep. Over this. Yeah. Going boy. I would have called it a shit sandwich, but <laughs> a shark sandwich. No a shit sandwich. No a shark sandwich. Oh shark sandwich. It goes to eleven. um no i i um the islanders like their first round opponent if things all shook out the way they are right now would be carolina and if i were carolina i'd be worried i'd be worried too i I, i'd be worried i i i would not want to i wouldn't want to play the new york islanders in the first round no not not that you wouldn't win but no, you'd yeah. come out of that round and you'd be pretty beat up. I mean, they've got a fourth line that's been the best fourth line in the NHL for 117 years. And they can play. Those guys can play. 118. Oh, ah, okay. Sorry. <laughs> but those guys can play. Yeah. Suzekas, Clutterbuck, and Martin. I mean, they can put those guys out in all, most situations, you know? And and that's you know I mean you, we talked about that yesterday but that's <clears throat> that's huge in the playoffs yeah. when you can play four lines because then you don't you know you don't have to you know play Bo Horvat and and Brock Nelson and Anders Lee and all those guys twenty eight minutes a game. Um, but yeah. yeah, like like the Islanders, they don't score a lot. At all? <laughs> like, really? <laughs> yeah. They don't give you a lot. Um, and they're they're like they're this is a team that It'd be like saying I don't have many extramarital affairs. I have zero. Sure. Yeah. Anyways, um, yeah. Okay. Try to make something analogous, that would be funny. Yeah, well, you swing and a miss there, pal. I know. Um anyways. Anyways, uh nobody bats a thousand. Yeah. They are 0-5 in the shootout, too, so that those won't be a factor in the playoffs. Um, and I just feel like this is a team that would just say, you want to keep it nothing-nothing and go 14 overtime periods? Okay. Yeah, that's fine. We're good with that. We got a goalie who's going to stop a lot of shots. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're very, very comfortable playing in those games. Yeah. Yeah. No, I... I um, yeah, I... I would be, I'd be a little concerned if I were the Carolina Hurricanes right now. So two things: one, uh, especially without a, a break, one of their big game breakers, a guy that can make a difference in those kinds of games, right? A Svechnikov can, yeah, yeah. You know, he can be a guy that makes that difference. So is he is he shut down <clears throat> for the first round for sure as well? No, I think he's done, 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 done. Did it was Achilles done? as well. Yeah, wasn't yeah, it? he was. Yeah. He's done. Yeah. Um, the thing, the thing that interests me about the New York Islanders, firstly, uh, Bo Horvat adds a whole new layer of depth to their ability to score. Yeah, they they need guys like that's a team that needs. He guys. does. He does when he's not having a string of twelve games where he only has one empty net goal. That means that the coach trusted him <laughs> enough to put him yeah. out during an empty net. No, Ken, you know what? Sezik- Ken. No, Sezikis actually gave him like Sezikis could have. Yeah, but he was could have scored the it, ice. and then and then he and then he passed to to Horvat right in front of the net because he was like thinking, "I got to get this guy, you know, feeling good about himself." So yeah, I I just think you know these things happen. Yep. 
in a regular season. It doesn't it doesn't really worry me with a guy that's having the year that he's having. Yeah. What a shock. He goes from playing pond hockey in Vancouver to <laughs> regressing yeah. in the Highlander system. I wonder if, if, if in this series, if there'd be a way that maybe they could like measure it by negative goals. Like and and so so the so the Islanders won minus two to minus one. Yeah, it was because all the goals so, saved above expected. That, series. No, but that's the way this series is going to be yeah. between these two teams. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, what I was going to say was I, I like the fact that he adds a, another layer to their offense, and of course I know I know what you're saying about <laughs> he adds a layer. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this would be like saying he adds a layer to the pancake. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 Hey, I got an analogy, baby. Nicely done. Yeah. But what really, really interests me going into this series is two things. Noah Dobson is really, really entering his own. Like, yeah. Last year was kind of a coming out party. He's still on their third pairing, though. Eh? Like, like he's still like not getting, you know, I mean, it seems to me that Pellick and Mayfield and Pulak are still doing the heavy lifting. But right. yeah, Noah Dobson is, is, is another guy that can be one of those game changer guys. Yeah. Yeah. Pellick has the most time on ice per games played. No, I mean, Dobson. Matthew, Matthew Barzell, I, I don't know what, it, like, it just seems there's a lot of mystery around when he's going to be back. Noah Dobson is still <laughs> averaging 20 minutes and 28 seconds a night. Yeah. Uh, time on ice. How much? 20, 20 minutes. Yeah. That's, 28 that's seconds. not bad. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, anyways. And I was also going to say Alexander Romanov because he was very good in very limited minutes for the Montreal Canadiens on their stretch. And uh, and I just wondered, two two years later, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Two years of development in the league later in a system that maybe suits him a little bit more, what he's going to look like as a playoff performer. Because there are some guys that elevate their games in the playoffs, and he's one of those guys that I've always felt could be uh, that guy. So... It's really so. Barzell's been out week to week since February. Since yeah, late February. I mean, why would you? Why would you rush him if you're, well, if you're sitting I, yeah, in a playoff yeah. spot and <clears throat> yeah, and winning? But games. week to week is, you know, he's been week to week for what a month now. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's week to week. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I, I I'm assuming that they go in with him. Let's I'm so. making the assumption that yeah. that yeah. they're just being extra 100 percent. Yeah, probably. Yeah, you yeah. know, like if if you told the Carolina Hurricanes, uh, hey, maybe you should have given it another month for Max Pacioretty. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. you don't think that they're kicking themselves in hindsight? Maybe. Yep. Yeah. So, anyways, I <clears throat> like like you said. I think they're intriguing. I think that they can. I think that they can battle. I think they're obviously I don't, their I, team built. You know for the what? Playoffs. I don't know. I don't know. Like I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna dial that back a little bit. I'm not a hundred percent sure that Horvat's gonna be there for the playoffs. Like it just seems like it's so shrouded in mystery, and nobody's Barzell. Yeah. Uh, sorry. What, what did you I say? Horvat. Yeah. No. Barzell. That Barzell. I thought you meant back. mentally. He was gonna be mentally. <laughs> <in for the>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not a hundred percent sure that Barzell's gonna be back for the playoffs, and that no? that would be. I mean, although they've they've been pretty good without him. Yeah. Like they've been I mean, when he got hurt, everybody was like, Well, that's it. That's yeah. it. They're not yeah. gonna they're not gonna they're not gonna make the playoffs. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, I mean, he's they've been good. Yeah. Well let's see what their record's been since since uh 
we should probably know that before we get on the. Why on would the we old... want to know facts? You know, do you know how often facts get in the way of good, uh, entertaining media? Right. Yeah. Huh. Sixty-eight percent of of people can use numbers for anything. Sixty-eight percent of Americans know that. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and the other the other forty-two percent, whatever. Well, you know, goaltending is eighty <laughs> percent phys- uh, mental, and the other eighty percent physical. <laughs> Okay, I'm I'm okay. Game <laughs> logs. I'm going into Matt Barzell here. Uh, let's see. Matt Barzell is been out since I think it's I'm not, I want to say late February, February 18th. Yeah, so February. Yeah, so since then the Islanders ah they've been good. I'm not going to look it up. It's they've been good. People are probably sitting there going they were out of a playoff spot. They're in a playoff spot. Yeah, that tells yeah, you and, all and, that you and, need yeah, to know. And, and when it happened. Yeah. Um, like I said, everybody was like, man, this is a huge blow to their playoff hopes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, oh, man, they won't make the playoffs now. And um, we were all wrong. Yep. All right. Should we move on? Yep. You want to talk about OHL Cup? Uh, no, let's go to the West. You want to go to the West? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's go to the West. Yeah. Hey, everybody, the biggest tournament in college basketball is underway, in case you haven't noticed, and the action is just getting started on DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any pregame money line bet and score $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Plus, combine multiple bets for a shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings will be featuring parlays and odds boosts all tournament long, so be sure to check the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day to see See what they have in store. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with the code THPN. Right now, new customers can bet $5 on any pregame money line bet and get $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. So uh, the two teams in the wildcard spot right now are Seattle and uh, Winnipeg. Yep. Doesn't look like either of those teams have a chance of catching any of the actual teams, right? And knocking them out of the wild card spot. But 10 Cal- 4 and 2. That's what the Islanders are. 10 4 and 2. <laughs> yeah. I just figured it out. They're 10 4 and 2 since uh, since Barzell got hurt. Oh, okay. So that's like 600 hockey. That's amazing. Yeah. That's yeah, really yeah. good. Yeah. 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 Um, those at Calgary could catch up. They're two points behind Winnipeg. Yep. Uh, yeah, two points behind Winnipeg. Looks like Calgary could catch up. Nashville could, in theory, catch up. Uh, three points behind Winnipeg with two games in hand. Right. Yeah, Nashville Nashville would be the, the, the dark horse here, I would think. So basically, Winnipeg is the one chumming the water. Yep. With Calgary and Nashville hot <clears> on their heels. Yeah, and, you know, they responded by going out and getting shut out by the worst team, one of the worst teams in the NHL last night. Woo-hoo. Yeah. That's been the Winnipeg all year, though. Yeah. I, I That's been Rick the Jets Bonus, all year. And you can tell Rick Bonus is starting to, like, hey, guys, this isn't cute anymore. Yeah. You know, this is bullshit. Yeah. You know? That's been the Winnipeg Jets <clears throat> all year. They've lost so many guaranteed win nights. Yep. And I know that some people say that there's no guaranteed win nights in the NHL. And yeah, okay, technically that's true. Mm-hmm. But let's be real. Yep. <laughs> you know what yep. I mean? Like, yep. so that's been the Winnipeg Jets all year. And uh, for a team that's built off of 
elite offensive firepower, bereft defense, and excellent goaltending, that elite offensive firepower has to bring it. Right, right. They can't not. Yeah, I mean, you can't have 221 goals for right Because Hellebuck could, in theory, let in three goals in a night and still have... An excellent night. The, the Oilers, based the Oilers, on the shots that they the get. The Oilers and the Winnipeg Jets have played 75 games each. Yeah. And the Oilers have uh, 77 more goals than Winnipeg. So the Oilers are scoring a goal a game yeah, but more I mean, than Winnipeg. On, McDavid and yeah. Dreisaitl. Yeah, yeah. I know, but but that's that puts it into context. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Like McDavid's having himself a historic uh, season, right? So I, you know, I, just, I feel like that's not fair. Well, no, but like by seventy goals by a goal a yeah. game. I mean, that's All a right, lot. Yeah. That's a lot. Is it a lot? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's only one goal. It's only one goal every game. Yeah, yeah, and that's that would I think explain Winnipeg is they're not getting that one goal. You know? Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, that's why McDavid's I mean, you're down, my heart you're trophy. Down, you're done 1-0 to San Jose after two periods, and you lose 3 nothing. Yeah. Come on. You can't do that. No, no. No. Um, but, it, like, it's like it's not like anybody's just tearing it up here, right? Like, Seattle's 4-4-2 four, four, in their last 10. Winnipeg's 5-5-0. Five, five, oh. Calgary's 5-3-2, so they've been okay. Nashville's 5-4-1. Nashville, I can't figure it out either. 5-3-2 is still 500 hockey. It's better than 500 hockey. No, it's not. I know it's five and five. Yeah. But by the NHL standards. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. By points percentage. Points percentage, yeah. 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 But I'm just saying it's it's you said it was it was all right, and I'm I I wanna throw a big old bucket of of reality on that for a second. It's all right comparatively to the teams we're talking about right now. Delineation between I mean Seattle was up there among, you know, the better teams, but they've kind of fallen back into the pack. Yeah. And there's a real delineation between, you know, the 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 Vegases and the Edmontons and the Colorados and the Minnesotas of the Western Conference. Hey, you got to put then, some respect on the LA Kings for that. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, even though they lost to Calgary last night. But, yeah, no, they've been they, – they can really – they can really lock it down. So if you're to make a prediction – Winnipeg, Calgary, Nashville, or St. Louis, who's who's taking that spot? Oh, sorry. I, I don't know why I put St. Louis in there. Yeah, no, St. Louis is like <laughs> 10 points out. I'm sorry. I was looking Even at my they've list. Act, they've actually been pretty good lately. Yeah, they have. But I was just going down the list, and I, I, I stopped it one too late. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Winnipeg, Calgary, or Nashville. I'm going to say Calgary. Or Vancouver. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I'm just still going down the list. Yeah. Well, You're going to say Calgary, eh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what makes you say that? Uh, I just think that Winnipeg's they're they're two teams that are going in two different directions. Yeah. And I just think that Winnipeg they just they've just been they haven't earned it. They haven't earned it. They haven't yeah. earned the right to be in the playoffs this year the way they've played. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, I I just, I just think I just think Winnipeg is, you know, it just seems like after that great start you know, Morrissey's not scoring like he did at the beginning, you know, and, and they, you know, they, they, they're, to me, when I watch them play, it's not their defense core. It's their entire five on five defense 
Mm-hmm. I don't know what their numbers are like. You, you'd know better than I would. But they just look horrible. Yeah. Like, it's like sometimes they just look uh, like cartoonishly bad at, at, at like team defense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I just think, you know, Calgary's, yeah, they're, they're starting to put it together a little more. And uh, I just, you know, I just feel like they're two teams that are going two different directions. There's still seven games left. They're only two points out. Um, and I just feel like, you know, Calgary's a better team on the road. Uh, I don't know how many road games they have left. I don't know what the strength of schedule is, but I don't know. I just feel like Winnipeg is, um, after all those good vibes and, and all that, you know, the coaching change and Josh Morrissey, you know, being unleashed and Blake Wheeler being stripped to the sea. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I just, I just feel like it's. Kind they've kind of really regressed. So, uh, like, you for, just don't lose to San Jose when you need to. Yeah, like in a must-win game to come out like that, you yeah. just you don't you don't yeah. do it. Yeah, you know. Um, so they're they're <clears> middle <throat> of the pack for expected goals against and goals against per sixty. Right. So they're middle of the pack defensively in terms of that thing, which middle of the pack, of course, means lowest of the playoff teams. Okay. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um. In a nutshell, I mean, some of those teams that are up there are are not in the playoffs. And anyways, it, it doesn't matter. But uh, Elliot Friedman's been saying Connor Hellebuck for Vesna. I'm not taking calls. Wow. And I mean, I think that that has a lot to do with uh, the fact that Winnipeg is where they are. Largely part and parcel to that play. Um, well, he got he got out goaltended by James Reimer last night. Yeah, <laughs> as his custom. He, he did though. No, I know. I mean, Reimer. Stopped forty-one shots last night. Yeah, um, I'm. I mean, I'm kind of after the goalie goal. I just say you give it to Allmark. I just think yeah. he's been. If you're one of the top couple of goalies in the in the league, then there's a good argument for you to be made given the Vesna. And then if you put a goalie goal onto that resume, then just why overthink it? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, and I was, you know, I was on Hellebuck for Vesna train all year, right until that. Anyways. I think that Nashville does it. Oh, okay. And the reason why is because we've seen them pull that rabbit out of the hat before with Saros and Yossi as the leadership duet of that team. Yeah, but but you got to get something more from Matt Duchesne and Ryan Johansson. Sure. And well, everybody else. Yeah. You know? Sure. But I just. They've pulled that rabbit out of the hat before. They've got two games in hand on the Winnipeg Jets, and they're down by three points. Right. So, in theory, I don't know. You're, no, you're, not, you're, no. You're no, one, not, you're one not. win. <clears throat> yeah, but you got to win the game. You're one win and one playoff and one overtime loss away. See, from the, pro- time. the problem with Nashville is, right? They, they, <laughs> here's the problem with Nashville they beat Boston 2 1 last night, right? And now their next game is against Pittsburgh, who's kind of flailing. I, I I wouldn't be the least bit surprised if they got waxed in that game. Right. Like, just completely pummeled. Possibly. You know? Yeah. Possibly. So. Yeah. Um, but it also wouldn't really surprise me if Winnipeg gets completely waxed in every game. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Uh, it's. I think it's interesting, and but I just think that we've seen it before where... Um, the the 
the Predators looked like they were a selling team all year. This was last year, right? They looked like they were a selling team all year. Well, they sold last year. They sold this year. They traded No, no, Matthias I know that Echel. they sold this year. Yeah. But they were they looked like a selling team all year last year, but that that core kept them competitive and uh and then they made the playoffs. Yeah, and they but got Matt, Matt Deshane had 43 goals last year, you know. And and yeah, but they're hovering around the playoffs now. Yeah. Right? I'm yeah. just saying that we've seen them pull that rabbit out of the hat. Last year, where all year it didn't look like they were making the playoffs, and then they did. And now we're seeing them all year. It didn't look like they were making the playoffs. They sold, and now all of a sudden it looks like they're making the playoffs. So I, I, you know, past experience leads to future experience kind of thing, right? You know, it's just we've seen them do it last year. If there's one team that's going to do it, I feel like it's them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a shame. I, I wanted to see Hellebuck in the playoffs, selfishly, you know? I, what, why? So you can see the most tired goalie in the history of hockey <laughs> playing the playoffs? True. I've seen Carey Price play in the playoffs yeah, before. Yeah. True, true. <laughs> After like true. 75 starts under Michel Therrien. Right. All right, shall we move on? Sure. But before we do, check out kencampbell.substack.com. Don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And at kencampbell.substack.com, you can get this podcast directly into your inbox, along with Ken's excellent writing. See, I always kind of feel like I do the do it like Wayne's World style. How's Ken's writing? Excellent. Right? Gnar- it's gnarly. It's gnarly. Yeah. Yeah, because, uh, well, you know, we're in Scarborough, right? So we got to do the Mike Myers references. Yeah. I, it just bugs me that apparently he's just like such a jerk. Okay, so you want to hear... Uh, like, I wish he wasn't. I wish... But apparently like most one of those of guys, guys like, are. Yeah, but you know what? Like, why can't he be like Keanu Reeves, you know? Apparently, what's-his-name is a jerk. Apparently, um, he was on SNL. He plays banjo. Steve Martin? Steve Martin. Apparently, no. Steve Martin's a jerk. No, he's not. Apparently, he is. He's not. He's the most... He's the, he's the biggest... He's the... He's the world's biggest comedic genius. Oh, I love Steve Martin. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Yeah. Chevy Chase is a comedic genius, too. Yeah, true. <laughs> Major jerk. Yeah. Anyways, fun fact about Scarborough. Mike Myers Drive, the sign has been moved extra high. It's like 12 feet in the air because people kept on stealing it. No kidding, eh? Yeah. Wow. Just learned that the other day. Okay. All right. Let's move on. One thing I wanted to say about Nashville is... Um... <laughs> no, no, no. Let's no, move back. No, no. I just want to make sure that, like... Yeah, no, forget it. Don't worry. No, say it. You got us all on the edge of our seats. No, it's it's it would have been wrong, so I'm not going to say it. <laughs> say it. You have to say something now. Well, Ken. I mean, I mean, it's it's like the it's like the Barzell thing in in the, on the island, like Philip Forsberg. Right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, been out, he's been out since like early February. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah. yeah. Anyways. Yep. Moving on. Hmm. What do you want to talk talk about next? Doesn't matter. You're the you're the you're the bus driver here. You you set the pace, and I'll just uh, I'll just uh, read and react to the moon, Ken. To the moon. <laughs> you see how I did the most famous bus driver of all time? Not bad, Jackie Gleason. Yeah, yeah. Actually, he's not. Otto from The Simpsons is more famous than him now. No way. <laughs> My name is Otto, and I like to get blotto. <laughs> <laughs> All right. They call them fingers, but I've never seen them fing. <laughs> oh, there they go. Um, I do a better Cheech and Chong. 
Okay. Every time I go into a change room and I meet somebody named Dave, I say Dave's not Dave's here. Dave's not here, man. Yeah. Dave's not here, man. And that's how I know if you're cool or not. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay, let's talk about... We're basically we're going to talk about something that we're going to decline to talk about. <laughs> yeah, for the we're most part, we're going to talk about how we're not going to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a real it's a way to go. I just only because I'm exhausted. No, I like it's exhausting. This was it's a, just exhausting. Yeah. So we're. Do you want to say it or do you want me to say? No, it? you go ahead. We're done wasting airspace on people who refuse to wear pride jerseys, sweaters. <laughs> That's that's the hill you choose. We're talking that's about pride, one. and you're yep. just like you're like sweater. No, it's sweater. It's not a it's not a jersey. It's a sweater. Okay, fair enough. It's uh, not a locker room. It's a dressing room. It's not a box score. It's a summary. How? It's not offsides. Uh, it's offside. Yeah, I I I'll go to I'll I'll die on that hill it's before. A half board. No, it's just boards. It's just boards. What the hell happened? You know? Come on. They're not touches, they're chances. Like, what the heck? Like, I told what? you we weren't going to be talking about the pride guys. <laughs> <laughs> this was the proof. No, we just think that we just think that they're using up too much oxygen right now. And, uh, you know. Well, I, I, I mean, I think we should sort of talk a little bit about it here. And it, yeah. just in as much as. To say that we're I, not talking about I'm ex- it. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm exhausted by the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Large pride nights. No, yeah, no, by the by the whole issue and and all of the rhetoric surrounding it. That's what's exhausting me. Um, I've written about it a couple of times, and it's just, I mean, I, I can't believe what some of the people have to say about this. Yeah. Um, and to me, I'm I'm done with wondering why James Reimer is not wearing one, and why you know. Ivan Provorov, who seemed to touch off this whole thing and why teams are canceling. Um, because to me, I mean, all you have to do is look at the fact that, as you said before the before the um, the podcast off air, I mean, Brian Burke and Daryl Sutter are the progressive voices here. Yeah. Right? So that shoots any theory you might have. Next blows Don Cherry's going to come it right out. right out and- of the water. <laughs> And support I it. I wouldn't be surprised if he did. Yeah. I would not be the least, least bit surprised if he did. Yeah. Because it doesn't, you know, I mean, it doesn't make any difference in your, in, in our lives, you know? But anyways, yeah. but anyways, I, but what I'm going to say is that, is that, you know, I, I it, it's like the fighting debate. Like you can just debunk it so quickly, right? Mm-hmm. So... I mean, there maybe have been, don't relate this to the fighting debate yeah, yeah. actually because there, people are still there very. Have been, there have been Russians who have won, like like I would rather celebrate the fact that Evgeny Malkin and Ilya Sorokin and last night Nikita Zadorov and Nazem Kadri, who's a, who's a Muslim. I would rather celebrate the fact that those guys have been on board with it than you know because it it just kind of it just it just kind of. It just sabotages the whole thing if the guys who don't wear it are the ones who are getting all the attention. Agreed. You know, I, I just think, you know, and to me, I, I've been a big one for hockey culture. I'm, I've been really big on hockey culture and how it's got to change. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a little hesitant to put this on hockey and the NHL. Mm-hmm. I mean, the NHL's done a lot. They've really driven this and they're trying and every single team is going to have a pride night this year. I mean, you can't. That's not true. 
Yeah, every oh, that, they were they mandated to or yeah, whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. They were yeah, yeah. And and I think I don't know if like did the did the, did like the Blackhawks did they cancel their pride or did the they Blackhawks just not canceled and the Islanders yeah, canceled? Yeah. Okay. So, um, but but I just I just. The Islanders didn't cancel. The Islanders had their Pride Night. I thought the did Islanders they not canceled? No, it was the Rangers. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. New York. Yeah. So, anyways, to me, I I just feel like it's um, it, it's just let's 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 applaud who's doing it here. Let's let's give the give the 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 you know give the the attention to to you know it's like those you know it's like when a guy doesn't report, the coach says, yeah, well. I don't care about that. I care about the guys who are here. And that's mm. the way I'm starting to feel about it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, and I mean, this whole Russian thing, like, really? Really? Like. It's so easy. Like. what? Well, no, but Russia's I mean, but I mean, like, right now. but so I mean, easy. like, if, if Russia's not going to go after Nikita Zadorov's family. Yeah. They're not going to go after Ovechkin's and everybody, like the big guys. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. and like, really, they're in the middle of a war. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think they have better things to do, more yeah. things to worry about than whether or not some Russian guy a couple of thousand miles away is wearing a a pride sweater. Yeah, I think that 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 one was particularly disdainful in my mind because mm-hmm. it was just like it was like, well, Russia's in an illegal war right now, so people already dislike them. I know. No, Let's but I mean, blame Russia more. No, but I mean, there are they do have laws in place about. I know about, that they do that limit free speech. I know in this that they respect. do. I'm not saying that they yeah. don't. But the worst case scenario is that that guy would go home and get fined. Yeah, well, he, he, yeah, he wouldn't. That's the worst yeah, case. Scenario. Yeah, he would get fined like yeah, a thousand he, rubles, which is like ten dollars. Right, right. So yeah. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I know that they have those laws in place. I'm not yeah. saying that, but I'm just saying yeah. that you're not exactly. It's your family's not about to all simultaneously jump off of the balcony of a right. hotel room. Yeah, you know what I yeah, mean, yeah. like. You know, accidentally, right? I because think, you wore a pride sweater. Yeah, I think that I think that the Flames should wear those sweaters in a game. They're sweet. Yeah, their pride jer- their pride almost said jerseys. Their pride sweaters were awesome. You know whose pride sweaters I really liked actually, I, and I thought that they were just Vancouver were, had a great ones last year too. I felt that they were the, these sweaters I'm about to talk about. They were I felt that they were under like I, I don't want to say understated, but they like it was just it was. Because it's such an iconic logo, it was a design off the logo and it was beautiful. It was really well done. It was uh, the Montreal Canadiens pride sweater modeled by Eric Stahl. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Actually, joking aside, those were nice looking sweaters. Mm-hmm. The indigenous uh, sweaters from Montreal and Calgary, Calgary this year were also yeah. fantastic. Yeah, really, really well done. Yeah, they've done a good job with that. And I, I, I am really hesitant to put this, like I said, on. Uh, you know this. You know to say that, you know these guys hate. I don't think James Reimer hates anybody. No, he doesn't hate anybody. He's no. just basing his beliefs on a book of Jewish mythology that is largely made up. <laughs> you know, well, in his case, American mythology, Book of Mormon. Yeah, well, he's but he's Bible. Like he's he said that the Bible is his. Yeah, is his is his moral authority? Mormons say that. Yeah, yeah, but which is which is which is ridiculous. But whatever. I think that uh, to 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 put a bow on this a little bit, I think that Brian Burke said it absolutely the best. Mm-hmm. Firstly, we should 
we should say, uh, having this conversation, we're both Christians. Yeah. We both are practicing going to church Christians. So yep. just just to just to put some context as it's not like uh it's not like oh like you know what I mean? And that like, makes us better than other people. <laughs> as yes, of course. Um but I think that Brian Burke said it best. You're not supporting anything, you're not condoning mm-hmm, anything, mm-hmm. you are welcoming somebody into the building. Yep. For fifth, for fifteen minutes when it's half full. Like to me no, that but, would be like Dudes, come on, guys. And if that is not the most what would Jesus do sort of thing, yeah, yeah. welcoming somebody <laughs> yeah, into yeah. the building, yep. then I just don't know what is. <laughs> then I've been reading the wrong books, is all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. So I, 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 I agree with you. This was, a, this was kind of born of a phone conversation we had the other day where yep. we're just like, boy, this is just getting stupid. Yep. These guys are getting stupid. And you know what? It's like, whatever. So... Screw them. Yeah, so we spent 10 minutes talking about something we're not going to talk about. Oh, I, I'd say that that's a conservative estimate. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Shall but, we move but on? But we're never then? talking about it again. We're never talking about it again. Yep. Shall we move on? Yes. OHL. Uh, OHL. Well, I mean, all of the playoffs in junior hockey are starting. Yep. This this week, later this week, this weekend. So uh, the OHL included. Um, but I... Um, I wanted to talk more about the OHL Cup, which started, well, today's Wednesday. It's Wednesday morning. Uh, we're taping this Wednesday morning. It started today. Uh, it's the under-16, um, basically the under-16 under Ontario Championship yes. for, for guys that are, are going to be drafted into the OHL. Yeah. Um, so there's some really interesting players to watch. Last year... The tournament was dominated by Michael Misa, who ended up getting exempt, uh, exceptional player status mm-hmm. and was drafted first overall by the Saginaw Spirit. But part of what's interesting here is that also, depending on when you're listening to this, uh, the OHL draft lottery has not occurred yet. And that's going to happen tonight. And the it's a weighted lottery. So the Niagara Ice Dogs, who have been a complete and utter hoop show this year are are in line to get the first overall pick mm-hmm. and that's creating some problems because there are players who don't want to go there right and i mean i think if they win the lottery and they're the first overall pick it will be a lot easier to get player a player to report there yeah. um because you want to be the first overall pick um but you know there's some jockeying going on like ryan rubrek is a kid in London, he's to me every time I watch him play, I see Andre Kopitar. That's what I see. He's wasn't there a, a rumor that Yalger tanked his draft year because he wanted to get picked by Pittsburgh? I don't know. No, or Lemieux. No, no, no. I think it was Yalger. No, Lemieux did not tank his. Yeah, no, and yeah, Lemieux yeah. did not. I mean, he didn't come to a, a contract agreement with Pittsburgh before the draft. Yeah, yeah. He he actually didn't wear the sweater. I don't think. And yeah, there, it was contentious. So, are, anyways, are you saying that uh, that you think that there there's kids that are that are somewhat not quite pushing it the same way? No, not at all. Not no? at all. Okay. No, no. I think because... Well, I'm just trying to understand because, for myself. And no, I no, because this, I misunderstand. Is, this isn't the NHL. I mean, yeah. you know, it's very, very difficult to not play for the team that drafts you in the NHL mm-hmm. because you have no other option. What are you going to do? Go to the KHL? Yeah. No. It, but in, in, in junior hockey, 
at this level, they yeah. do have options. Yeah. You know, they, they do have options. They have other options, they right? They play in France or something. Well, no, no. They would go and play in the USHL for a year. Yeah. I mean, a, a kid like William Moore, yeah. who's probably going to be the third pick, plays for the Toronto Marlies. He also applied for exceptional status and didn't get it last year. Yeah. Um, his parents, his father's American, so he's been offered a spot with the U.S. National Development Program. Right. Right? And so he says he's leaning towards that. But I can see a situation where a Kitchener who p- might pick seventh or eighth might pick him and be able to, you know, coerce him, not coerce him, but convince him to come yeah. and play in the yeah. OHL. But you've got guys like, you know, the the, the big guys are Ryan Rubrek. Yeah. Uh, another guy's uh, Matthew Schaefer, who's a defenseman in, in Halton, stud defenseman. You know, you've got these two guys and... You know, I mean, when you've got options, I'm not sure you want to go to a team where the owner is the GM and has made like 30 trades and fired a couple of coaches. Like, I think you want to see a situation that's more stable. And I don't blame these kids. Like, I don't blame a kid for saying I'm not going there. Like, I mean, you know, I mean, 30 years ago, Eric Lindros got vilified for it. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to Sault Ste. Marie. Yeah. And and now it's standard procedure. I mean, Nathan McKinnon basically said it, basically said he'd only go to Halifax. Max Domi got picked by Kingston and then got traded to London. You yeah. know, I mean, you know, it happens all the time now. And I don't blame these kids. Of course. Like, I, I do not blame these kids for saying, look, I have options and I'm not playing in a in a crappy situation where... I, my development's going to be stunted and I'm going to have to carry a team when I'm 16 years old, you know? Yeah. So anyway, so there are some really intriguing names out there. Like I said, Ryan Rubrek is one of them. Uh, Matthew Schaefer's another one. Um, uh, William Moore is, is a heck of a player. Uh, there's a guy by the name of Tyler Hopkins who plays in water or um, no, I'm sorry. Um, uh, Brady Martin, who plays in Waterloo, who's a really good player. Matt, uh, Tyler Hopkins, who also plays in Halton, is uh, someone to watch out for. So, yeah, I mean, it's a great tournament. Like, I, like all these people that say they're hockey fans, if you live in Toronto, like, you can go watch these kids for free. Yeah. For free. They're at Scotiabank Pond? Yeah, Scotiabank Pond. Yeah. And, I mean, the, the final is next Monday night, and that's at Mattamy, and I think it's 12 bucks to get into that, but... Like so for twelve Highway bucks. Highway robbery. No, but for twelve bucks yeah. you can watch like a bunch of future NHL players. So if you're really a hockey fan, this is like this is must viewing. I, yeah. I just it's a great tournament. I love it. I yeah. love it. And and yeah, so so um yeah, so I mean and you know, I mean, pretty well every like top player that's ever come out of Ontario has played in this tournament. Yeah. You know, Connor McDavid played in it, um, you know, every everybody. Yeah. And of course he was eight at the time. Yeah. <laughs> no, they lost. They actually they actually should have won that year and they lost to they lost two one to Mississauga and Robbie Fabry was like the, the big the big time hero in that game. Hmm. Anyways, uh yeah. So but of course he was eight at the time. Yes, he was. <laughs> No, he was fifteen. The more you going can say the on same sixteen. <laughs> the more you can say the same punchline in a row, I find the funnier it becomes. No, actually it's probably the opposite. But you were eight at the time. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so OHL <laughs> OHL Cup, great event. If you're anywhere near Toronto and you really wanna and you're really a hockey fan and you wanna see some yeah. of the up and coming guys, 
that is the place to be right yeah. now. Uh, OHL playoffs um, starting Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Brant Clark has in Barry has he came back from the Los Angeles Kings after the World Juniors as a defenseman. He scored two points a game. Um, you know, he's just been on fire. It's outrageous. Uh, yeah. So, you know, that's another, you know, that's not very far from Toronto if you're close. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah. So, so junior, junior playoffs are all in all three leagues are beginning. I think, I think the Regina Pats are playing the Red Deer Rebels in the first round. It'll be interesting to see what young Connor Bedard can do in a, in a playoff situation. You know, yeah. I mean, they didn't sell them at the deadline. They, I think, they ended up finishing seventh or sixth in their in their conference. Yeah, um, probably won't be a team that does a lot in the playoffs, but it'll be interesting to see what what Connor Bedard does. You know, now that the games are are meaningful, he had what one hundred forty seven points, something along those lines. But I mean, yeah, I like. He basically was Team Canada's offense, so he could yeah. be, you know. It, yeah, the, it's it, it's Regina interesting Pats to see. Offense. Like, it'll be interesting to see um, what he, you know, what he, how far he can carry these guys. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a thought experiment. <laughs> That's what it is more than anything. Yeah, let's see who they play. They play. No, Red Deer plays Calgary. Uh, they play Saskatoon. Saskatoon. Regina plays Saskatoon in the first round. Yeah. Starting Friday night. So, yeah. So, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, Connor Bedard in the playoffs. It'll be interesting to watch, and I think he'll do some pretty special things. I mean, he does pretty special things in, you know, midway through the regular season on a nothing game where they're losing 7-3. to three. Right, right. Or winning seven to three because he has five points already. So I know that you're not on Instagram. There's a guy that kind of teased Connor Bedard, uh, who has a large following, and he goes by Coach Chippy. Okay. And uh, his he he's got like hats and shirts that say Toe Drag Release, okay. and he always goes Toe Drag Release, Toe Drag Release, like you know what I mean, like okay. the, like the Connor Bedard That's shot. A, yeah, 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 yeah. Anyways, since then. Every time that I'm in a shootout with my students, they always go, do toe drag release, do toe drag release. Oh, really? And uh, I've learned something. I can't. When I try to shoot the puck like Connor Bedard, I miss the net by miles. Right. Yeah. That's what I've learned. Okay, cool. It is not an easy thing to do. Nope. Let me tell you. Yep. Uh, Especially on goalies. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, Should we uh, move on to our final segment? I think so. Okay, let's do it. Come one, come all. It's time for the second installment of Storytime with Ken. So don't be afraid to stoke the fire, fetch your pipe and slippers, and cozy up in your favorite silk dressing gown for another of one of Ken's wonderful stories of his 30 years covering the NHL. I don't know why I can't do intros like that. All the time. I thought you were. I thought you were just going to run the one that we did last week. I didn't know you were going to do like a completely new one. You know what? It was. It wasn't until just now that I thought, ah, boy, I better do a new one because the last one was like the all new segment or yeah, something yeah, along yeah, those yeah. lines. So, yeah. anyways, I just thought I'll, I'll throw that was live, and wonder, that was the first take. Yeah, I wonder if we should change it to story time with Uncle Ken. 
Story, story time with Ken. Ken. You know, with Ken. Paul Campbell, the writer for In Goal, calls you Uncle Ken, eh? Oh, does he? Yeah. 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 And he calls Jack Why? Campbell Cousin Jack. Oh, does he? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, at least he's not calling me Grandpa. Yeah. Well, I'm probably I don't think old that, enough uh, to be his grandfather. You're not even close. He, he's older than me, and you're younger than my mom. How would I put it that way? Sure. So do that math. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We all know how much you love math. Okay, tell the story. Okay, so let's hear it. The yeah. year was, I believe, two thousand and one, um, and I was but a young whippersnapper. Yeah, I was all those things. Yeah, yeah. I was only thirty nine. Um, I think it was two thousand and one. That's only we seven were, years older than me now. We were in St. Louis, and uh, the, the St. Louis Blues were practicing, and a couple of the Leafs. Or no, yes, the St. Louis Blues were practicing. And a couple of the Maple Leafs, were they were going to go on right after St. Louis for their practice. Mm-hmm. And they were standing watching the Blues practice from their uh, from the bench. And uh, they were at the sort of tail end of practice. And Mike Kitchen, who was, was the assistant coach in Toronto, had moved on to, to, and, was, and was an assistant coach in St. Louis. So he skates over to some of the guys that are standing there, one of whom was Matt Sundin, and said, hey, how's it going, blah, blah, blah. He goes, hey, Matt, I hear you're getting married. And they all kind of laugh and talk a bit about it. And so we were standing off to the side and we're like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Matt Sundin's getting married? This is a story. So the Leafs get on the ice, they practice. And we all descend on Matt Sundin's stall. And before we can even say anything, he goes, bad scoop, guys, bad scoop. I'm not getting married. I am not getting married. Like, he couldn't have made it more clear. And uh, I actually knew his girlfriend at the time. Her name was Tina Fagerstrom. Lovely, lovely girl. Lovely girl. I'd met her a couple of times. Uh, Very, very nice girl. Seemed like a good fit. They seemed very happy together. He, He actually ended up not marrying her. He married someone else. But... Uh, anyways, he says, yeah, no, bad scoop. So, okay. So I, so, so like, I think I made it like a note, like -hmm. it was like, oh, the funny thing happened to practice and blah, here's what happened. Well, the Toronto sun, as they can be, they can be want to do, made it a little bigger of a deal than that, (laughs) you know, and it was like big headline, you know, Captain Sundin getting married, question mark and all this. So anyways, and this is pre-internet days, so I don't, I didn't see any of it or whatever, but so. In 2001, I think I delivered that paper. Yeah. 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 We go on our way. We all go on our way. We file our stories to go on our way. And anyways, and so the next day we're at the skate, the morning skate. And what I loved about Matt's was he would talk every day. Hmm. Like he'd, he'd talk after every practice if you needed him, after every game, after every morning skate, all the time. And and he got it. Like he saw that as part of his duties as the captain of the Toronto Maple Leafs. And he did it all the time and he did it willingly and he was good and he didn't say much, but he was always very cooperative and everything. So it was great. Right. So anyways, he comes, comes wheeling out after the skate and we're talking about something, the power play or something, blah, blah, blah. So he goes, you know, he just says, okay, so yeah, well, we got to be better on the power play, blah, 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 blah. And then he finishes and he goes, 
But according to you guys, I'm getting married. And then he turns around on his heel and walks away and goes, thanks a lot, you fuckers. (laughs) (laughs) Now, put that in the context of Matt Sundin, right? Matt Sundin... His girlfriend sees the paper. Well, yeah, but, but, but put that in the context of Matt Sundin. Like, he was a guy that you could have written that he was the worst captain in history, that he sucked, that he should be playing in the Federal League, that he's a terrible Ouch. he's a terrible captain, he's awful, ship him out of here, you know, whatever. He, you know, he's he's the worst person ever. You could have written any of that stuff. Any of that stuff about Matt Sundin and he would have never batted an eyelash. Hmm. You know, because he did take a fair bit of criticism for his, you know, for his leadership and and all that other course, stuff, yeah. because he was under the microscope here, and he never once complained about it. But say that there might be a chance that he's getting married, and he loses it. <laughs> so we're all sort of standing there looking at each other, and like Matt's wouldn't say shit if his mouth was full of it. Yeah, and for him to just turn on his heel and go, "Thanks a lot, you fuckers." That's the maddest I've ever seen him on or off the ice. <laughs> So it was it was it was really funny and 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 then the next day he sort of treated us like nothing had ever happened. Yeah. But but it was just one of those things where you know <laughs> kind of says something about a guy when that's the hill he chooses to die on. I think it says more about a conversation that he must have had with his girlfriend. Might have, yeah. After Maybe yeah, yeah. That, uh, that headline. Yeah, he might have been in the doghouse. No, a bit. I'm not marrying you. I mean, I could see myself marrying. I mean, I not yeah, plan to. I'm not think saying about. I'm, when I'm not saying we I'm, might I'm, or <laughs> if there could possibly. Yeah, I'm not be, saying. You know I'm, what? I'm sleeping on the couch. I'm not saying I won't marry. I'm not saying I won't marry you. <laughs> I'm saying probably not. Yeah, is and, all I'm saying. Yeah, and. <laughs> And, and definitely not now. And we'll have to have a conversation when I come back from this road trip. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So. He shows up and there's like a balloon arch at, at the house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he actually, he had, she was right. He never got married and he never ended up marrying Tina. Yeah. He married someone else and he's yeah. very happy. He's got a couple of kids and yeah. I, I always... I always had a lot of respect for that guy. Like, he is that was, how you say goodbye to him now? Every time you talk to him, <laughs> thanks a lot, you fucker. No, he, uh, he. Um, I always had a lot of respect for Matt Matts because he was one of those guys that got a lot maligned. Yeah, and and I kind of was one of those guys that did it until I saw him every day, mm. every game, every day. Then I then I had a great, much greater appreciation for for the player and the person that he was. The only the only knock I think on on Matt Sundin was that he was in terms of keeping that group in line, mm-hmm. he was a little too much of a hands-off guy. Right. You know? Like he kind of let the uh for lack of a better term inmate, inmates run the asylum. Mm-hmm. And I think he could have been a little bit better that way. Uh but he was he was fantastic. Yeah. And that, that that, but just just that one day, it was so out of character and so like completely out in left field for him. It's pretty funny. <laughs> That's great. Yep. So should we get out of here? I think so. All right. Well, don't forget to check out Kem Campbell. 
Don't forget to check out Ken Campbell. Kim Campbell's really getting her Substack uh, put together today. Don't forget to check out kencampbell.substack.com for this podcast directly into your inbox. Of course, Ken's excellent writing. Don't forget to check us out on Apple Podcasts. Don't forget to leave a review. And check us out on Twitter at HockeyNoFilter at Ken underscore Campbell 27. Of course, at underscore Dylan Waugh.